In the Gospel of today, Sunday, our Lord emphasizes the importance of prayer and prayer made in his name. What does it mean to ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ? In the sacred liturgy, the Church concludes the prayers that are made in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, addressing them to God the Father. But this is not a mere formality. If we're to pray well, we have to know, first of all, what prayer is and why it's so important for us. Prayer is one of the most important things and perhaps the most important thing in our life on earth since the sacraments consist in different forms of prayer. Prayer is not simply speaking to God. It's not going through a formal exercise of recitation of certain formulas, which we believe will achieve certain manipulations of divine power or um, on our behalf or authority of God on our behalf to obtain the results that we wish. Prayer, says St. Teresa of Avila, is being on terms of friendship with God, frequently conversing in secret with him who we know loves us. Prayer is a friendship, and friendship requires a reciprocity and a communication between friends. If you're friends with someone and you never speak to them, then clearly you're not really friends. It's not an adequate or proper term for friendship. If you say I'm friends with so-and-so, but I've never spoken to them in my life, well, that's clearly not true. Charity is the most important of all virtues. It is the most important of the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity are the theological virtues, and they have God as their object. But charity is the most fundamental of these three, and it is the only one of these three virtues that remains in the next life. It's only a difference of um, degree and not of kind. Our charity in heaven will be fundamentally the same thing that it is now. It's, um, it's a virtue which resides in our will, and it helps us to love God above all things, according to the greatest commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart, with thy whole soul, with thy whole mind, thy whole strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. This is what theological charity consists of, love of God above all things and love of neighbor because of God, because our neighbor is an adopted son or daughter of God. But St. James, in the epistle today, we are told that we must not simply be doers, be that we must be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving our own selves. For if a man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he shall be compared to a man beholding his own countenance in a mirror, and he goes away and forgets what manner of man he was. The mirror is old, but not as good as they are today. And that's how we can understand that passage. We mustn't think that religion is simply a checklist by which we render a certain amount of requirements to the deity and then we're absolved from any more thought regarding God. Our whole life should be a relationship of friendship and sonship with God if we hope to reach heaven. God is not deceived. He sees our hearts. And if we never pray to him, how can we expect to go to heaven and appear before him and have him welcome us therein? Only God's friends will enter eternal life. So we must make investment in our eternity if we hope to be happy therein. And this investment is done by prayer. 
I heartily recommend to you the article on the Catholic Encyclopedia, which you can find online, New Advent, um, it, on prayer. It gives a very, very excellent outline of the benefits of prayer, the nature of prayer, um, and what, how to pray well. But therein, the author of that article tells us that prayer, nothing that we ask for in prayer could exceed in value the familiar converse with God in which prayer consists. So even if we don't get out of our prayers what we were hoping for, if we ask God to make us wealthy or to get this or that job or to succeed on our exam, God may or may not grant that petition. But whether or not he grants us the gift which we are seeking from him in prayer, the prayer that we make itself, putting ourselves in that communication with our Heavenly Father, is infinitely more precious than whatever hope we had to obtain this or that particular finite passing good. Therefore, all of our prayer is always the best way we can spend our time. But it doesn't just consist, again, in lip service, in saying this many Hail Marys are our fathers and then, we, then we're finished and we can do other things. If we turn our attention lovingly and confidently and humbly to God frequently, that's prayer. Sitting before the tabernacle and just emptying our heart before the Lord of all of our needs, of all of our wants, of all of the things that trouble us, that's a much more valuable prayer than simply saying, I have to do this and that and the other thing, and then I move on to what I actually want to do today. In the Psalms, we read, cast your cares upon the Lord, and he shall sustain you. We have to take this to heart. We can cast all of our needs upon the Lord before the tabernacle, which, by the way, the church is now open. Again, thanks be to God for private prayer. You have to contact the office because there's a limit, unfortunately, at this point but it's open today until 4 p.m. with adoration, exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, so we can go up and place all of our petitions before our Divine Master who loves us so much. There's a sort of a melancholy note in the Gospel where our Lord says that um, he's going to the Father, he's leaving the world and going to the Father. I came forth from the Father and am coming to the world. Again, I leave the world and I go to the Father. At the end of the Paschal season, we always have this little uh, tinge of sadness at seeing our Lord leave us to go to his Father. But this shouldn't really cause us sadness, because by prayer, we are constantly in contact with our Divine Master. And he's present. He said, Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the world, in the tabernacle, and by the assistance of the Holy Spirit to his church, and by his presence in our soul, by sanctifying grace. But we should take comfort that we can once again go and place all of our petitions before him in the most blessed sacrament, thanks to the bishop generously opening the churches again. So I encourage you to come and do that if you're able to sign up, because uh, it's important to make sure there's space so you're not waiting outside. We must be wary of spiritual sloth. This is the great enemy of prayer. When we are disgusted by it, it's a sin. It's called acedia, it's having a disgust or a repugnance for spiritual exercises, for spiritual realities. We find them burdensome, difficult. We don't like to pray because it's just a pain. We don't like to take the time to think about heavenly things because whoever saw that anyway, it's just a big burden. That's a temptation that we must fight against. 
Pope Paul VI tells us that if you've lost a love of prayer, if you've lost the ability to pray, then you will regain it by the humble renewal of the practice of prayer itself. Practice makes perfect, and that's true also of prayer. If you feel like you don't know how to pray well, then you should do it more, despite your feeling that it doesn't do anything for you or you don't get anything out of it. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. And if you don't put anything into it, you're going to get nothing out of it. It's kind of like exercise. The first time you go for a run, when you're very out of shape, you're going to not feel very good. It's going to be difficult. But the more you consistently exercise your body, the easier it will become and the stronger and faster you will be. The same is true of prayer. If you pray very little, prayer will be very difficult for you. But the more you become accustomed to it, the more you grow in God's friendship, the more you value his love, the more you see prayer as not something you have to do, but something you seek to do, something you desire ardently, then the greater your prayer will become. And I can assure you that in the next life, you will not regret any of the time you spent in prayer, and you're probably rather going to regret all of the time you wasted not praying. On this Sunday, let us ask our Lord to renew in our hearts the desire to be with him through prayer, echoing the beautiful versicle of Vespers that the Church says in her official prayer of priests. Vespers is the evening prayer of priests. Mane nobiscum domine, alleluia, quoniama vesperasit, alleluia. Stay with us, O Lord, alleluia, because it is growing late, because it is towards evening. This is a very beautiful prayer. We ask our Lord to remain with us as we get closer to the ascension when we know that he left us in his human uh, manifestations, the manifestations of his humanity. We implore him to remain with us because the shadows grow long, sin abounds, darkness covers the earth. It can be very dreary and very frightening to us. So we ask, Lord, stay with us because it is towards evening. And our Lord will hear that prayer, but we have to be with him. He's always ready to be with us as long as we turn our attention to him. Let us place all of our needs before our loving God and renew our desire and our intention to pray with greater fervor and to take our spiritual lives more seriously so that we may one day be in heaven with God. And I keep trying to conclude, but I forgot one other important quote of St. Alphonsus. He tells us that all those who are lost, all the damned, are in hell because they have stopped praying and that they would not be there had they not stopped praying. So prayer is really the key to our happiness in this life and in the next life. He who prays will save his soul. He who doesn't pray will lose his soul. Let us all pray with greater fervor for all of our needs. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.